Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. This is Dr. Willie Jolly coming to you another time with an exciting opportunity to help you grow and go to the next level. And I don't just help you, I help me as well because every one of these shows impacts me as it impacts you because I get to hear the best and the brightest thought leaders in the world. I take notes just like you're taking notes. I'm learning every day. It's my personal uh, hour of self-development, self-empowerment, and I hope you're taking full advantage of it. As I start every show, you have only just a minute, only 60 seconds, and it is forced upon you. You can't refuse it. You didn't seek it. You didn't choose it, but it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. And this is a minute that can change your life. These minutes of this show can change your future, your finances, your faith, your family. It can change your destiny. If you allow these messages to get in your mind and spirit in your heart and use them, don't just talk about them, think about them, but act on them. 
activate those messages and the, the, the impact they will have on your life could be life transformational. Well, you know, I start every show with that one minute. It's called God's Minute. It was written by Dr. Benjamin Mays, who has been a mentor to me for many years, even though I never met him. I've read everything he has. I've listened to his, his, mo- his programs and I've learned from his students. One of his greatest students was a young man named Martin Luther King Jr., who Dr. Mays inspired and instilled that minute in all the possibilities for his future when he was 15 years old. So I know that you can have mentors who are not just mentors that you meet, but mentors you can study. And today we want to give you a mentor who will light you up, will change your life. Now, as you also know, at the beginning of every show, I take a moment to give God glory, to give him praise, to give him honor, to thank him for all that he does for me. Not just the fact that this show is now the number one self-help show in America on, on, on radio. No, not just the fact that I've been blessed to be on the Get Motivated Tour, not just the books uh, that have hit the bestsellers list or, or the speaking all over the world. No, that's just secondary. What's I'm blessed about is life. <laughs> life and strength and health, health and being able to get up every morning and give God glory for another day. When you wake up every day uh, uh, and you're above ground, you wake up without a chocolate outline around your body, you should give God glory. So that's what I do. And I'm grateful for good health, good strength, and good life because I got a great wife and good family. And you are blessed no matter what your situation is because you're still here. Well, my guest today is a good buddy of mine. I am grateful to have him here. I've been trying to get him on this show for a while. He's been on, he hasn't been on for a number of years because the guy is just so busy. He is so busy. He's all over the country, all over the world. He has gone from, when I met him, he had made a decision to change his life. He was a NBA basketball player who was a walk-on. Basically, his story is phenomenal. He was not drafted. He was a walk-on and went on to become a long-time NBA basketball player by some things that he did that transformed his team and transformed his life. He learned some principles about success playing basketball, and then when his basketball career ended, he said, what am I going to do now? And he started pursuing motivational, inspirational speaking. I was honored that one of his cousins, Desi Williamson, uh, who was also a well-known speaker, also gave him inspiration and gave him insight, but also gave him the, the name and number of a guy named Willie Jolly. And he called me and said, I want to do what you're doing. And I gave him some, some things that he should do. You know, I get about 100 calls a month from people who say, I want to be a speaker. I tell them all the same things. Do this, do that, do this, do that, and you'll be fine. Most of them, one out of 100 does it. Well, this guy was one of the, was the one out of a hundred. Not only did he do it, he did it with such excellence that within a few years, he was well known on the speaker circuit. And within less than uh, 15 years, I don't think it's quite 15 years, not only had he been uh, become one of the top speakers in the country and in the world, but he had been inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame, which is unheard of. And so I was honored to be the person on that day to to call out his name from the stage and introduce him into the Speaker Hall of Fame. And now I'm honored to have him as my guest. Man, we call him CSP, CPA, Speaker Hall of Famer, NBA star, the one and only Walter Bond. Are you there, Walter? Willie Jolly, I am here, and I was about to go get a cup of coffee, but I don't even need any coffee. All I need to do is connect with you, and you are right, um, Desi. I uh, was a mentor, and he gave me your number, and he gave me Keith Harrell's number, and God rest his soul. Yes. And you know what? I just became a student. 
And as far as I'm concerned, a student is never greater than his teacher. And I just want to personally thank you for the role you've played as mentor. You've always made yourself available. And in my coaching program this week, we were talking about mentors, yes. right? And um, a lot of times when when professionals think about mentors, they think about what they're going to get. You know, yeah, I need a mentor. But, you know, as we mature in life and in business, we need to make make ourselves available as mentors. So we're not always taking, we're giving. Amen. So a long time ago, I was taking from you. And I want to thank you for being there for me and giving, um, just not for me, but, but for, for my whole family. And, and now I'm in a position not to be mentored as much as I mentor. So I want you to know that I give back. You know, I was a taker for a long time because I needed it, and now I'm a giver. So anyone listening today, when you think about mentorship, it's okay to have a mentor, but don't always take. You know, a lot of times we need to be in position to give because there's others that are less fortunate. There's others that need what you already possess. And so as we strive for more, let's not forget to give back to those who need some some encouragement, some mentorship, some basic life lessons so that the, the, the world can be a better place when we, when we leave it. That's why he's a star, folks. That's why he's a winner, because he gets the principles. He understands, and that is why Walter Bond is winning at the highest levels. Well, I gave them the quick thumbnail sketch of your story. Why don't you uh, uh, tell them uh, 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 who, where you came from and how you got to, to be uh, one of the top speakers, one of the top thought leaders, uh, on, on demand, in demand, and tearing it up across the world? Well, you know, I just had a very unique uh, upbringing and very unique childhood. Uh, my, my mom and dad were country folk, grew up in Tennessee and Kentucky respectfully. And, you know, back in the 60s, obviously, it was tough on a black man. And so my dad moved to Chicago, met my mom, who was from tennis, from uh, Kentucky, and got married and had kids. And my dad became a high school principal, and I ended up attending his high school. So here I am, uh son of a principal high school basketball star and became one of the top basketball players in the country and everything's going great you know I, I was very confident and you know just a matter of time before I live my dream I had never experienced failure all the little girls thought I was cute you know, I'm on cloud <laughs> nine you know yes and I took a scholarship to the University of Minnesota and before I knew it I'm sitting on the bench and what? I'm like, what? <laughs> Not me. You know, this coach got, you know, he has this wrong, you know. And I sat there on that bench for a whole year. It was the most painful, embarrassing. I felt shame. You know, I would go back home to Chicago and, man, what, what, what happened, man? Are you hurt? You know, I saw Minnesota play and, and you didn't get in. What, what's wrong? And it was hard to tell him, hey, man, I just didn't coach and call my number. You know, wow. I wanted to lie and say I wasn't healthy or I broke my ankle. I, I had no excuses. But, hey, man, coach didn't think I was worthy to get in the game. And we were losing, too. It wasn't like we had some great team and we were winning. So I found myself sitting on the bench, not playing for a losing team. Wow. And, honestly, it was such a humbling experience. And at the end of my year... My father called me on the phone. He was a very quiet man, but he was a powerful man. Yes. And I teach leaders that words possess equity. Oh, think, say that again. You know, Come words possess equity. And, and, and powerful leadership is not about the quantity of what we speak. It's the quality of what we say. And so my dad was a quiet man, but when he spoke, man, he was like E.F. Hutton. Mm. And what he spoke was quality. And typically for his children, he would pose everything in a question. 
And he would ask me, you know, you're not playing, son, why not? And I gave him a good old 18-year-old answer. I was dad politics. It's political. <laughs> and my father was like, well, let me ask you a question. How did your coach get paid? And I said, well, he gets paid to win. And my father called me, said, he says, okay, son, if your coach gets paid to win, won't he play the players that give him the best chance to win? Mm. And it was just some uncomfortable silence on the phone. And I finally asked him a question. You know, I was like, Dad, is Mom home? You know, I'm <laughs> my mama. You know, I don't want this, this tough love crap. And, um, you know, really all he did was amazing. And I share this in a lot of my keynotes when I'm speaking to leaders. He reminded me of what I said I was going to do. Mm. And he didn't add anything to it. He didn't take it away. And great leaders can hold you accountable. Mm. And he said, you know what, son? You told me you're going to turn that man's program around. You told me that you're going to play in the NBA. In fact, son, you told me that you're going to make more money in business than you do in sports after your pro career. And even though I was sitting on the bench, did not play a lick my freshman year, that conversation with my father was a pivot moment for me. You know, our buddy um, Simon T. Bailey talks about shifting your brilliance. Yes. At that moment, I shifted, and I began to do something about my circumstance. And a lot of people confuse their potential with their current state. Mm. And I was in that same dilemma. You know, I knew I had the, the ability to play in the NBA, but I wasn't accountable to that conversation. And I realized I confused my potential with who I was at the time. And so I went to my coach's office, and I asked him a question. And I said, Coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? And Willie, he looked confused. You know, he turned around and said, Son, you don't play for me. <laughs> and um, my answer was, you know, Coach, next season I'm going to be someone different. Hold that Next thought. Year. Hold that thought. Because we're going to come right back. Folks, you're listening to Walter Bond, my friend, Hall of Fame speaker, best-selling author. And we're going to be right back because we got more of this story that will change your life. You're listening to Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show across America. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all 
access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind-the-scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask, is that you pass it on. Because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. You're listening to Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, and I'm excited that my special guest is my dear friend, Walter Bond, Speaker Hall of Famer, and best-selling author, and just now leadership expert. He's traveling, speaking all over the world, making companies and organizations and people better and greater and more accountable. He, uh, for those who just joined us, he was a NBA, he was a, a walk-on in NBA. He'll tell you the story, but he's gone on to become one of the top speakers in America. But it didn't happened by the fact that somebody gave it to him. He had to develop it and work for it and create his destiny. Walter, you were saying that your father asked you, you know, he put you in a position where you had to look yourself in the eye and have a conversation with your coach. When in a coach, you're not even playing and said, what, what, what will it take for me to play in the NBA? You know, let, let me say this, though. This, this is for mom and dad listening. I played eight years of pro basketball, played all over the world, and my father never criticized any coach I ever had at any level. Wow. You know, whenever I was in a situ- situation where my team was losing or if I wasn't playing as much as I thought I should play or whatever the reason, my father always taught it um, as a teachable moment. In other words, what can you learn from this situation? He never tried to take it away. So, but basically, how can you become a better person in this situation? And so when I found myself sitting on the bench, you know, my father was Mr. Accountability, basically. And he was like, look, man, don't, basically, don't call here complaining. What are you going to do about it? And all he did was made me accountable and reminded me of what I said I was going to do. And I went back to my coach's office, and I asked him a simple question. Coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? And he looked confused, and he said, son, you don't play for me. And I said, coach, I'm going to be somebody different next year. And the, really the lesson in it for any of us is that if you make 30000 and you want to make 60000 you can, but you've got to become somebody different. Mm. In other words, you have to become a $60,000 person. You know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs in the world, and they say, hey, man, I want to be a million-dollar person. You can become a million-dollar person, but you've got to be committed to becoming somebody different. Million-dollar people think different. They have different daily activities. They fellowship with different people. You just can't have lip service about your future, your dreams, or your goals. You have to have some tactical action that's going to get you to where you need it to be. So I went to my coach, and I said simply, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? In other words, who do I need to become? Mm. And he says, son, you can't run, you can't jump, you can't dribble, you can't shoot, and you can't rebound. You know, by NBA standards, he was right. And I said, coach, I'm going to be most improved player. So here's the key, Willie, and here's what I want everyone to understand. An athlete has what we call our off-season. And in your off-season, if you're smart, you make the off-season sacred. Your off-season is not when you work in your business. It's when you work on your business. 
So all the entrepreneurs listening and business leaders, you got to take a little sabbatical. I don't care if it's a weekend. I don't care if it's two weeks. I don't care if it's a day, if that's all you got. You got to pigeonhole a little time where you can begin to work on your business and not in your business. Mm. So after my freshman year, my off-season work was intense. I lost weight. I worked on my dribbling, my shooting, my rebounding, everything that my coach gave me in my performance review. And employees get that, and many times they get offended, right? They want to get defensive. Instead of taking that information and that constructive criticism and realizing that this leader is trying to increase my value if I allow them to. Next year, I was the most improved player. I was coming off the bench. We went to the Sweet 16. I had that same conversation at the end of the year. Coach, what do I need to do to play in the NBA? And here's the trick, Willie. I worked on everything he told me to work on, and every year I got better, and every year he voted me most improved player. Wow. So imagine a professional who actually sat down with that performance review, didn't get offensive, didn't get defended, defensive, and basically listen to their leader, and says, okay, coach, I'm going to work on that. And next year, your sales will increase. Yes. You know, next year, you'll become a more effective manager. You know, a lot of times, we can become a better husband. We can become a better wife if we just listen. Yep. Maybe she didn't say it the right way. Maybe he didn't say it in the right tone. But if we're humble and understand that, you know what, I do need to get better in all walks of life, even with our children. Yes. And every once in a while, you know, a child will have a bad attitude. They'll say something out of line, inappropriate. But mom and dad, we're not above listening. You know, we're playing favorites with another child. We need to know that. Right. That's painful. That's hurtful. Yeah. And so a lot of parents act like they can't learn from their kids. I've learned tons of lessons just from my children. Right. Because my children have not been inundated with all this muck. You know, they speak from their heart, they speak from their experience, and they speak from their perspective, and it's important for me to listen. Wow. So every year I was most improved player, Willie, and to make a long story short, in four years, I transformed myself. Now, here's the word. I transformed myself into an NBA player. Mm. And I became the first ever undrafted rookie free agent in the history of the Dallas Mavericks to start opening night. What does that mean? I went from being a college reserve to an NBA starter. Wow. And just like I promised my coach, I literally became someone different. I became a legitimate NBA player, and I transformed myself just by listening to my leaders, by correcting my mistakes and, and, and overcoming my shortcomings, and every year taking in the off season where I didn't work in my business, I worked on my business. We live in a world where companies, they want to beat the competition, they want to have exponential growth, but they don't have effective off-seasons, in my opinion. The only thing that separates this year from the next year is the holiday party. Mm. You know, when, when I grew up, my, my grandmother would make us eat black-eyed peas for prosperity. Right. Now, I love tradition, and I love my grandmother, but what do black-eyed peas have to do with prosperity? <laughs> Okay, and I eat the black eyed peas to make my grandmother happy. Right. But for the most part, I need to have some change. Right. I need to have some new tactics. I need to have some new concepts. I need to take some great ideas in my brain and put legs on them and actually bring them to life. That's right. That's the only way your situation is going to change. True daily activities and changing your tactics. And that's only going to happen by us becoming somebody different. So exponential growth, self-empowerment, self-improvement. Once I made it to the NBA, Willie, I realized that God put me on this earth 
to be an inspiration to others. Yes. And I don't know what, you know, everyone listening, I don't know what your NBA is, right? My NBA was actually the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever your NBA is, it could be having your own business. It could be traveling around the world. You know, it could be an invention you've thought about. I don't care. Whatever your NBA is, you got to make a commitment that you're going to make it come to life. And you can't let you stop you. Right. You can't sabotage yourself. I was in my own way. I had poor work ethic. I had a bad attitude. You know, I was a little bit of a, a, a prima donna coming out of high school. And that whole humbling experience was the best thing ever happened to me. Now I'm empowered. Now I'm encouraged. Now I'm equipped to help others who are average performers become excellent. And I thank God for that experience. And I thank God that my father didn't take my struggle away. That's right. He coached me through it. Because there was something on the inside of me that needed to struggle and overcome so that now I understand the meaning of life. You know, I love that. I love that. I've got so many notes here that that will bless people. Because for those who don't know, if you're not on my newsletter... You need to be. Everybody who's listening need to go to my website, uh, wjspeaks.com, and sign up for my newsletter because at the end of every interview, which we pre-record, I take the, the, the brilliant points that come out of these interviews that just are pearls, I believe, are powerful, and I... Uh, put him in the newsletter and say, today, here are the things I learned, because I'm learning all the time. He said something, work on your business, not in your business. And I put a little note, go to the woodshed. We used to talk about the woodshed and get and work on getting a better mindset and a better skill set. And that's the stuff you got to do in the in the dark, in the back, in the, in the woodshed with nobody looking. You got to work on those skill sets. You got to develop that because it doesn't come just because you show up. You got to go and do it and work hard. I also said be open to listen and learn what you need to do to get better. You take, take the criticism, constructive criticism. People are going to tell you the truth often. Now, if they're mean-spirited, of course, you want to not let this mean-spirited destroy your ego. But you got to listen to friends and people. If you get the same comment over and over again, then maybe you need to listen to that. And you need to say, okay, I need to, I need to look at this. How can I get better? Work on your attitude. Work on yourself. And you can start to work on your destiny. Well, Walter, you went to the NBA. You did. What happened from there? You got you. You were you were uh, you know you were a a person who. Who, who outlived the, the a normal lifespan of an NBA player. Because most NBA players only there a couple years. Well, you know, I, I was playing with house money, you know. And when I got to the NBA, Willie, it was um, my second NBA game. I scored 25 points. Wow. And so my second NBA game was my career high. Wow. And, you know, it was a great experience. I played for the Mavericks. I played for the Jazz. I played for the Detroit Pistons. When my career ended, I got a chance to broadcast for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And my wife and I bought a franchise. And, you know, when my career ended, you know, that's a tough transition. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of times the general public doesn't understand athletes and how do they struggle and how they blow all all this money. What people don't understand, to play in the NBA, you have to completely sell out. I mean, (laughs) I lived... I dreamed and I breathed NBA. Mm. I mean, it was a 24-hour job. Even taking naps and resting was critical because you're demanding so much out of your body. You had to feed your body. You had to rest your body. It was a 24-7 type of job. And so at 31, when my career ended, Willie, um, had a very successful career, but I had no other skill sets. Wow. And, you know, I didn't make the Kobe Bryant 
you know, Michael Jordan money. And so my wife and I did some simple math, and we figured out, like, you know what, we got a 12 months to figure this thing out. Yeah. We're going belly up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in, the, in the interim, I had all this wealth of knowledge and information on how to reach a pinnacle, how to overcome obstacles, how to, how to you know, fight through setbacks, and, and just the, really the epitaph of what life is all about. And I had all this rich content in me that I had lived, and I didn't know what to do next. But my college basketball coach, and this is a whole other segment we should come back and do. Yes. When I left the University of Minnesota, when I was going after the NBA, you know what he told me? What's that? He was like, son, you should be a motivational speaker. Really? And I was like, at 21 years old, I'm like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I had no concept that there was an industry of motivation. I had heard of Les Brown, and that was about it. I had used him a couple of times and listened to some audio recordings just for my own selfish needs. But I never thought about doing that myself. Right. And so when my career ended and I broadcasted for the Timberwolves, I was sitting around thinking, like, man, what's, what can I do with the rest of my life? I want to make a good living. I don't want to acquiesce our lifestyle, but I got to love what I do. And that's another lesson, Willie. Right. And I want to make this statement, and this is for whoever's listening. If you don't love what you do, quit. Mm, come on. You owe it to yourself to love what you do. You owe it to your family to love what you do. And if you don't love what you do, you're going to be miserable. Because God has wired you a certain way. He's put a purpose on the inside of you. And if you're not doing what you love to do, you are not actually engaging in your purpose. So you need to quit until you find your purpose. All those who are joining us, we've got my friend Walter Bond, former MBA, now one of the top speakers in America, thought leaders, leadership uh, coaches, uh, entrepreneurial coaches. He's talking about what he had to do to transform from sitting on a bench in college, getting in the NBA as a walk-on and undrafted, become a starter right there at his first uh, game and went on to score in his second game 25 points, his high uh, in the league and, and and then after eight years it ended it ended and he had to figure out where he was going to go from there and he and his wife had to sit down and let me take a moment to say one of the great things you did was you married well come on somebody right, you right, married right. well you did you know i tell my son look son uh, of all the decisions you're going to make in your life, the most important decision next to your faith is who you marry. Because that right. person is going to be responsible for 90% of your misery or 90% of your joy. So choose well. You chose well. Well, thank you, man. My father had a saying, and he was like, there's three decisions a man's got to make. Mm. His life's work, who he's going to marry, and what God he's going to serve. <laughs> and that is, that's from my daddy, man. So uh, I had that kind of wisdom in my home. And you're right, man. My wife is my business partner. And, you know, one of my treats throughout the year, I speak to NBA rookies. Mm. And, you know, and you're right. You know, I married a wife. You know, some of these guys are marrying females. <laughs> right, 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 but right. They're not marrying wives, right? And so I married a wife that loved me for me, loved me for who I was was not caught up in the NBA, was not caught up into the glitz and glamour. In fact, she was looking forward to basketball being over so that we can live a normal life. Wow. You know? And a lot of these guys marry the, you know, the, the eye candy yep. that's not a wife. And yep. as soon as the basketball career is over, she's gone. Right. You know, and so my wife's been with me through thick and thin. She's my business partner. 
If you call my office, you deal with her. Uh, my clients don't see me until I show up for their events sometimes. Right, you right. Know? And, um, and you're right, man. You, you need help. You need a teammate. You need a partner. And so my wife, when we decided to start a, a, a training and development company, you know, she was right there with me. Yep. You know, she had her hard hat and shovel, and I had my hard hat and shovel. And 15 years later, you know, we, we built a business. We have coaching programs. We built leadership trainings. I've done TV shows, uh, hosted a show on the Food Network. And so now we, we've built this empire, if you will, yep. that we want to live on beyond us. You know, and take that's a, like my new vision. And you know, take, a moment, want, take a moment, take a moment, Walter, yeah. and tell everybody, because some people want to, right now, they're ready to, to call you, reach out to you, get your books and stuff. Where can they get Walter Bond? Where can they find Walter Bond? Well, we have, we have two websites um, for anyone who might want me to speak at their sales meeting or do a leadership conference. Our, our core website for speaking is WalterBond.com. Just like James Bond, so WalterBond.com. We also have a very successful coaching program. I coach fellow speakers and also coach business leaders. That website is WalterBondCoaching.com. You know, you can coach. You you can be coached by me one on one. You can take part in our group coaching program, which is a very affordable. But you know, I've had people come to me and say, "No, Walter, don't take this the wrong way. I've seen you play and I've heard you speak." And you're a much better speaker. And the, the <laughs> funny thing about this, Willie, I'm not offended because I understood my purpose. Yes. You know, all these years. Now, think about this. I was a good baseball player. I was a really good football player. And obviously, I was a good basketball player. In fact, when I go back home to Chicago, some people that really know me say I picked the wrong sport. I should have played baseball, which means I was gifted as an athlete. Right. But here's the reality. That was my secondary gift. Sports was secondary, and I didn't even realize it. My primary gift is motivation. Mm. My primary gift is personal development. My primary gift, you know, I played in the NBA, but I didn't make it to the Hall of Fame in the NBA, did I? No, you didn't. <laughs> but you made it to the Hall of Fame in the speaker's business, I that, tell you. And record that, time, too. That's right. That's, <laughs> that, that's confirmation that my whole NBA career was something God used me to increase my faith, for me to understand what life is all about, to be able to identify with people who struggle, to identify with people who are in their own way, to understand what it feels like to have a dream and it dying on the inside of you and nobody believes in it but you. Wow. And so now when I meet someone, man, I, I am instantly connected, especially to that person who's average or underachieving. You know, I go and speak to conferences all the time, and, and top performers are top performers. And I tell all my clients, whether you hire me or not, your top performers are going to keep performing whether I speak to them or not. But here's who I'm really called to. I'm, I'm called to that movable middle. Mm. I'm called to that average performer who has the potential to be great because that's exactly who I was. I was an average basketball player who had the potential to play at the highest level, but I was in my own way. And when I leave audiences, I don't care if it's 1,000 people, 10,000 people, that movable middle is moved to tears when I'm done with them. That movable middle is like, man, I felt like you were talking to me. And the reality was, I am talking to you. Because when you're average, here's the reality. You have characteristics of a peak performer, but you also have characteristics of a poor performer. 
And that's why you settle into that role called average. It's like a C student. Mm. See, a C student can make up their mind one day to say, I'm going to study and apply myself. And if they do that, they're no longer a C student. They get into that AB category. But once they make their mind up and once they get committed to studying and preparing, that's the only thing that holds a C student back from being an A student. It's their commitment to excellence. And some people really are committed to excellence. Some people are committed to good. Some people are committed to mediocre, but here's the reality. Some people are committed to being poor. Some people are committed to being a poor performer. Some people are committed to welfare. Mm. Some people are committed to being a baby's mama. (laughs) That's right. If you really think about it, whatever we are committed to is exactly what we're going to become. Once I made a commitment to excellence in basketball, I became excellent in basketball. The first time I spoke, Willie, I got paid $25 in gift certificates to Applebee's. <laughs> and I made up my mind <laughs> that I'm going to do what my mentors told me to do, you, um, um, Desi, and, and, and Keith Harrell. I'm going to actually execute. And before I knew it, man, I got on the fast track and made it to the Hall of Fame as a speaker. But not until I committed to excellence did anything happen for me. So my rhetorical question for anybody listening, what are you committed to? It's going to determine who you become. And if you can change your commitment, that's what's going to change your life. And we got to stop committing to being average. Right. You know, oh, it's good enough. It's okay. That's fine. No, it's not okay. It's not good enough. I'm staying in a Four Seasons hotel right now. Oh, my goodness. They have a commitment to excellence, which means the coffee was perfect, right? I had corned beef hash. It was perfect. And it came back to check to make sure it was perfect, right? Because they had a commitment to excellence. Now, not not every hotel in Atlanta has that same commitment, right? Right. So you, you can transcend that over every industry who's ever committed to excellence. That's who's going to win at the end of the day. So if you're committed to excellence, it's a matter of time before you become excellent. Man, that is powerful, folks. I hope y'all are getting this. I'm I'm taking notes. And, and I wrote a book called An Attitude of Excellence, and I'm still learning about excellence and how those who transform their business, their lives, their future, their finances, make a commitment to excellence. And that means constantly getting better. It's not perfection. It's not I got to be perfect. I'm just getting better. I'm constantly getting better. The 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 GM of the Four Seasons in DC was one of the people who 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 who's changed my life when I met with them they had become the the uh, uh, newest five star five diamond hotel in America I read about it in the Wall Street Journal while I'm on the plane going to give a speech I said I'm gonna go and meet that guy I called him he said you can come by and have breakfast with me he was as kind and gracious as he could be he told me here's what we did we made a commitment called the better campaign we decided to get better every day get better than we were the day before one percent better every day and we did it until it became habitual it was commitment in it. And once we got a, a mindset, we went from three-star to four-star to five-star. And if there were six or eight or ten-star, we would be on our way to it because exactly. we were on our way. And, folks, that's what Walter Bond has done. And he is giving you the keys to the kingdom here today because these principles transformed him from a 
basketball player who was on the bench to a starter in the NBA to an entrepreneur and now to one of the top speakers in America who's teaching others how they can change their lives. And we want millionaires, don't we, Walter? We want more millionaires, billionaires in our community. We want more people who are transforming their lives and their future so that they can make a difference and leave a legacy. That's right. You know, because, you know, poverty is not of God. Right. And poverty is a mindset. That's right. You know, and, and, and until we change our mind, even like welfare. I mean, welfare is not meant to be a lifestyle. You know, welfare should be a temporary gap to help you until you get back on your feet. That's right. You know, nothing can build your self-esteem and confidence better than being gainfully employed. Because if a man not work, he ought not eat. If you really think about what that scripture says, think about it. If a man not work, he ought not eat. What God is saying, if, you, if you're not working, you need to be fasting and praying because something's wrong because you've been designed to work. That's right, right. You know, right. So a lot of people don't read that scripture right. If a man not work, he ought not eat because something's wrong if you're not working. Adam was working. You know, even Jesus worked, right? He right. was a carpenter, right? So we've been designed by God to work. So when we don't work, we don't produce it angers God because that's not how we've been wired. Right. So if we're not where we need to be with our purpose, we got to stop what we're doing right now and have the courage to move closer to our purpose. And I'm telling you in our coaching program, here's what I understand. You're going to get a kick out of this. And this is one of the analogies that I use. Everyone periodically updates the software on their iPhone. Yes. Periodically, we update the software on our laptop. Yes. But here's my question. And this is for everyone listening. When is the last time you updated you? Mm. <laughs> See, we update our devices so they operate better. Yes. Right? But what's more important, you operating or your devices operating? So we created, I want everyone to get this for free. We created what we call the 31 Truths to Boost Peak Performance. I took some time and I sat down and in a very objective way thought about what makes a person successful. I mean, what makes a person a peak performer? And I came up with 31 Truths, Willie. Wow. One of them is peak performance are consistent. Another one is peak performance desire to improve. Another one... Peak performers are committed to excellence. I got 31 of these, Willie, that I double dog, triple dog dare anyone to download my ebook, read it. I'm going to give it to you for free. Read it and have an honest self assessment on all 31 truths and to see where you line up. And what we're doing with our coaching program is downloading these 31 truths into all the people that we coach. Until they're updated. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to, y'all, hang on, hang on, because he's going to give you something free. I'm telling you, this is the man you want to be around. We'll be right back after this break. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come. Life had enough ups and downs. But Lord, since I met you, since I met you, 
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. Dr. Willie Jolly with my special guest, Walter Bond, NBA star who went on to become uh, one of the top speakers in America and now is a top coach, coaching executives, as well as normal people, how they can transform their lives that he transformed his from sitting on a bench in college to becoming an NBA star and then becoming a Hall of Fame speaker from, from just nothing, starting from ground zero. You know, $25 for his first speech. Now he's paid 10, uh, I'm not even going to tell you how much. I can tell you it's five figures. It's five figures to give a speech. And uh, people are uh, calling him. He's in demand. He and his wife are running a business that's become an empire. You can go to WalterBond.com to get his his resources or invite him to come and speak for your organization. And if you want him to coach, you can go to WalterBondCoaching.com. This man is the real deal. Now, Walter, you said you got 31 principles. Techniques, ideas, strategies that will transform somebody's life. And you said you're going to give people a gift. You know, I'm always into good goodies for my listeners. So lap lap it on them, brother. Give it to them. Here's what I'm going to give everyone who goes to the website and downloads my ebook for free. Go to WalterBond.com backslash 31. That's WalterBond.com backslash 31. We're going to send you this ebook via email. So the, the request is we're going to get your email address, and we're going to instantly give you our ebook, The 31 Truths to Boost Peak Performance. And all I want you to do is read it. And then at the end of reading the ebook, I want you to look at each truth. There's 31 of them. Each truth, and give yourself an honest self-assessment on a scale of one to five. How well do you operate in that truth? Because I'm here to tell you, if you look at all industries, I don't care if it's entertainment, I don't care if it's business, I don't care if it's sports, if you look at the 31 truths, highly successful people are excelling in almost all 31 truths, which means you should be able to read this ebook and determine where your breakdown's happening. And once you determine where your breakdown's happening, it's your job to go and fix it. So, for example, um, peak performance value teamwork and teammates. You hear people say this all the time. 
I don't need nobody. I can do it by myself. <laughs> oh, you are a fool. <laughs> you can do nothing by yourself. Absolutely. I hear people say, I'm a self-made man. No, you're not. Somewhere, somehow, God sent you an angel to help you get to where you are right now. If you think about it, money doesn't come out the sky. God used to drop manna out the sky for people to eat. Right. Manna's not coming anymore. So any blessing you get has got to go through another person's hands first. Yes. So you have to value teamwork. You have to value teammates. And you have to be an effective networker, right? Here's one of my principles that I teach in my, in my ebook: Successful people know a lot of people. Mm. So you've got to network. Successful people know a lot of people. And they have people, you know, hurt themselves and say, I don't need nobody, I don't need friends. Well, if that's your attitude, you have just crippled yourself from being successful because successful people know a lot of people and they network well. Wow. I just moved into a brand new neighborhood yes. in Boca Raton, Florida, for the single purpose of networking. Wow. That's On a golf course, am I right? What's that? On a golf course, am I right? On, on two golf courses. <laughs> golf courses and Willie I had breakfast with a billionaire a couple of weeks ago and didn't even know it wow and another lesson this billionaire didn't tell me he was a billionaire mm. somebody else told me he was a billionaire wow and wow. so he's so successful he doesn't need to brag about himself and you know he most of successful people. people don't you know the yeah, most hey, yeah. that's right you, you should never praise yourself out of your own mouth Wow, man, right. this is some good stuff. Now, 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 you've got a a a a a, 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 um, uh, a phrase that has become synonymous with Walter Bond. Three words, three words that have become about dominate. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Come on, tell them what this is. Here it is. Everybody listening, Come tell them what <laughs> It's three powerful words. You should never forget them. Think, execute, and dominate. Come on. Life is that simple. Now, let's, let's think about it this way, and I, I could almost preach a message with this, right? Think. As a man thinks, so is he. So how we think is the foundation of our success. And so if you don't think the right way, you're screwed in the beginning. So the first thing we have to do is get our thinking right, being positive, having a great attitude, expecting success, and focusing on the right things. You know, a lot of times people focus on what's wrong with the situation, they become a victim versus on focus on what's right with the situation. Uh -huh. You know, when I sat on that bench, I could have been a victim, but my father didn't allow me to blame others. You know, I had a bunch of excuses. And basically, my father taught me at a young age how to be accountable. And that's another peak performance truth. It's one of my 31. Accountability is tough. Yes. It's like the kryptonite to, human, to the human race. It's hard for us to find accountable people. But on the other side of accountability is maturity and productivity. Let's go back to Adam. Yes. Adam, the original man, when he sinned against God, what did Adam say? Basically, it ain't my fault. It's that woman you sent to me. <laughs> when God asked Adam, did you sin against me? Adam, who instinctively blame somebody else. Right, He right. threw his woman under the bus and God at the same time. Right, right. <laughs> Which lets us all know that accountability is the weakness of mankind. Right. So how do we stand out from the crowd? Become accountable. You'll be different. Go to the average company. When something goes wrong, what happens instinctively? Everybody wants to blame somebody else and throw others under the bus. Right. It's somebody else's fault. 
Right. Yeah. When you go to marriage counseling, what happens? It's her. Each spouse dogs the other one. Right. And nobody right. says, my fault, I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you say, you know what, my fault, I'm tripping, <laughs> the whole condition or environment of the conversation changes. That's right. That's but right. As long as we blame other people, we'll always be immature. That's right. You know, my wife and I finishing our, our, oh, finished our marriage book, and now it should be out by the time you all get the chance to hear this interview. Uh, make love, make money, make it last. We've been married for 30, over 30 years now, uh, almost 32 years. And, and we have had some counseling sessions, and you're absolutely right. We, we had one recently, and the husband said it's her fault. He, she said it's his fault. And I said, oh, 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 both of y'all got a part to play in this. Let's, let's be straight up honest with that. And so you were right about that. She's got to be a Accountable. So think. You got to think. Then you got to execute. That's right. Faith without works is dead. And you got to have good daily activity. Let me tell you what I did as a business person. This one's free. I like giving out free stuff. I made 25 calls a day asking people to buy. Come on now. Every day. And, Every and day. The, the, the way I did it was we hired a consultant. And uh, he was Larry Wingett's guy. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, 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 I know who you are. Uh, Osteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vic. Vic. Vic Vic Osteen. We hired him to come help us and consult us. And we talked branding and website and blah, blah, blah. And on the way out of town, I'm a former NBA player, and I would shoot 500 shots a day. Right. On the way out of town to the airport is when he really made his money. Mm. He asked me, he said, how many sales calls a day do you make? And I was like, huh, what? As soon as he asked the question, Willie, I was convicted. I was like, shoot. He was like, wait a minute. You're trying to grow a business and you're not asking people to buy? Mm. And he cursed at me. He was like, what in the blank do you do all day? (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God. I'm a former NBA player. I understand the principle. 500 shots a day made me a shooter, Willie. Mm. 500 shots a day put me in the NBA. So when he left town, my wife and I made a commitment that we're going to ask 25 people a day to buy. Now, let's do the math. 25 a day is 125 a week. 125 a week is 500 a month. 500 a month for 12 months is 6,000 touches. Right. If I call 6,000 people and ask them to buy, what's the likelihood of me doing 100 keynotes a year? Yep. Yep. If I convert 2%, (laughs) (laughs) only 2% conversion. Yep. Right? Yeah. Now, I have 120 gigs, speaking gigs a year. Right. So I turned our business into a mathematical equation. That was the single most important thing I've ever done as a business guy, was to ask people to buy. So business leaders, entrepreneurs, if you don't have a sales culture in your business, you have completely missed the mark. The first thing you got to fix in any business is your sales team and your sales culture. Because let me tell you something about selling. If you can close deals and have revenue coming in, all your other problems are kept in perspective. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when you don't have money or cash flow, everything's a problem. Everything is a problem. And then you don't have money to fix it. Right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's so right. 25 sales calls a day. Asking people to buy. the most important thing I've ever done in my business. And you know one thing we have on our, our wall, and I ask them to buy 
I, I want him to buy something. We got three. My friend Ed Robinson taught me. You got three things you can ask for. You can ask for a duck, a deer, or a dinosaur. I'll take one of the three. A duck is a small sale. They might buy uh, a bunch, a box, a couple boxes of my books. I, I've already had you in, or I can't bring you in, or, or whatever, or I can't afford. Okay, you can buy a bunch of my books, my Attitude of Excellence book. Okay, great. I want those for all my people. They buy a bunch of books. That's a duck. And then they got a deer. Well, I can bring. I can maybe not bring you in right now, but I can get you a webinar or I can get you a uh, virtual training program and I'll get that for all my people because that's in my budget. That's a deer. But then they got the dinosaur. They can bring the Bill Deal, the Willie Charlie or Walter Bond up in there and, and pay us because we are worth every penny that we are we uh, we charge. In fact, my goal is always if they pay me a dollar, I give them $2 worth of work. I tell my son that. If they give me uh, 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 $5, I give them $25 worth of value because I always want to give more value than they're paying me so that when they leave that room they say whatever we paid him was not enough and am I right about it, Walter? That's the That's mindset right. we talk about, folks. So right. you got you got to ask them to buy. They can buy a duck. They can buy a deer. They can buy a dinosaur. But they buy something because you've got value. Come on, love some. It. Love it. Woo. I'm getting that today. A duck, deer, and a dinosaur. Come on, somebody. Nothing <laughs> happens in business until something sold. Woo! Man, look. Nothing. The good interviews always go quick. We are over and time is up. But you have blessed me today. WalterBond.com. WalterBondCoaching.com. Brother, man, you are bad man and walterbond.com backslash 31 is the oh that's right book. get the free get the free, free book. book read it and i'm telling you give yourself an honest self-assessment on how you measure up with all 31 truths man god bless you bless that beautiful bride and your children all at howard university and keep keeping it on man you're making me proud Oh, thank you, Willie, man. And let me tell you something, man. A student is never greater than his teacher, and I want to thank you personally for being my mentor. Man, it's an honor and a privilege. Folks, visit all our websites, WillieJolly.com, WalterBond.com, and make this a great week on purpose. And remember, your best is yet to come. God bless you. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't treat you fair? You see so many others moving on While you're steady going nowhere Have you made me come to the... Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly And people often ask How did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer To become a best-selling author And to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world By the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? 
Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire. wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.